0: That Guy's House presents 22 Minutes of Transformation with Sean and Karen.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 22 Minutes of
0: Transformation.
1: I'm Sean Patrick, and as always, I'm here with... Karen mills Austin. And we are here every week to ask and answer a transformational question. Karen, how are you doing this week?
0: Well, you know, I... Got a call from my daughter this morning, and um, she was, she was upset. She was in tears. Um, she had watched the Khalif Broderd story on Netflix, and she was, and, and this was a, a a young black man, 13 years old, who was put in jail. Um, for a crime that he did not commit, and he committed suicide. And she was very um, moved with emotions about this. There's a lot of stuff that was coming up for her. And we talked, and it um, it reminded me of all the stuff that is going on in the world right now, in the United States. You know, we've had these, all these shootings, um, all of these tragic things that are going on. Um, so many of them have to, these things that are going on, have to do with with color, with black men. So uh, Reverend Michael has this, this saying, pain pushes until the, vo- the vision pulls. So I reminded my daughter that, um, that life is for us and that she was having this visceral reaction to this, this young man because there's something more for her to do in her life. Um, And there's something more for us to do in our lives. It's wonderful to say, you know, my last principle in Ten Principles for a Life Worth Living is be in joy. To be in joy. So one of the things that my daughter was reflecting on was the need to, to do and be more in her life. That's what, and to live life and to live it more abundantly. So we have stuff that happens, and then what? What is for us in the midst of everything that is going on on the earth plane? What is for us? Sean, what say you?
1: You know, I just think it's so wonderful to be having this conversation because we come together every week to discuss transformation. And many times we get to do that through the ease and joy of a very enlightened question, which is, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Um, but it's also, um, it's naive to the topic of transformation itself to ignore the part which to ignore the part, which has to go through a dark night of the soul in order to, in order to transform. And I've always known that as, as a publisher, um, You know, no one comes to me with their book idea because their life has just been um, rainbows and ice cream from day one. Yes. Yeah, they come to me because they've got a story to tell, because for some reason, out of their control, they had to go on a pilgrimage of themselves and arrive at a destination where they had more wisdom, more insight, more love, more spirituality. And that's when someone comes to me and says, hey, I've got a book. Um, so it is just so interesting as we do gather here every week and we ask and answer these questions. And it's so wonderful that so often transformation can happen in that place of love and enlightenment. And it's, it's high There's also no denying that transformation also happens in the shadow. Transformation happens in the dark night of the soul. Oftentimes we only come to our knees and we come to our spiritual practice because we're having a dark night of the soul. And what I've really come to learn in my spiritual practice over over the years I've ascribed to a spiritual philosophy for my life is that the, the dark and the light are equally... Enriching to the experience of my absolutely. Life. Absolutely. Sometimes I sometimes I cultivate melancholy in my life. I'm not going to say I cultivate sadness or I cultivate negativity. That's not true. But that feeling of being reflective and looking at where things mm-hmm. have hurt and looking at the growth, I cultivate that. And I think some of my best some of my best work and my best wisdom comes out of the part of me which is able to identify with the human experience of suffering. Yes. And from a spiritual point of view, of course I understand we're not here to suffer. Of course I understand we're here to live in the light, but we're also in a human body and we don't want to commit a spiritual bypass. So I really do like to stay in stay in touch with, with the elements of me, stay in touch with the elements of living. And yes. that is the dark and the light. So yes. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to, I feel like we're already asking and answering a question, but is there a specific um, frame you want to put around
0: this conversation? Well, you know, we can talk about, this is the question. What are you moving through? What are you moving through? Uh, Uh, And the idea is is to feel the emotions that are coming up. As human beings, we have a tendency to suppress and repress, thinking that if we just push them down, those emotions um, that are wanting to rise up for our healing and revealing of the truth, we think that as human beings, if we just don't feel them that they'll go away and they don't these emotions that are coming up that which i'm feeling right now that which my daughter is feeling right now is real and these emotions allow us to move through and become more empowered to live the kind of life that we want to live
1: Absolutely. Because that's the spiritual side. That's the, that's the reflection of it. Yes, there is darkness and sadness and suffering and things that we can look at in this world and say that does not match my value system. That is very real. Mm -hmm. And there is the visceral spiritual side, which says, but take this, take that suffering and take that pain and know that it has power Yes, for how you yeah for how you get to live how you get to live your life. It's, yeah. um it's very interesting. I just know. I mean, I have been involved in a spiritual practice for the majority of my life. I had no concept of just how um, white and upper class the the whole the the operation was so to speak um until m- more recent years i even remember being at a a conference in new york with um you know a big spiritual company mm-hmm. and someone i was i was only 22 at the time and someone said huh have you noticed all the speakers are white i hadn't i hadn't and i just find it very interesting i do really believe that we are stepping into a time that um we're stepping into a time where inclusiveness is the norm.
0: I yes. really
1: do. And it's I, I easy easier for me to say that as a white man, and I still believe it to be true. I still want oh, it to be true. I,
0: I agree. I remember being at our author's retreat in Bali, and one of the authors said to me, and she was she was really wanting to be to acknowledge me and to be loving and kind to me. And she said, "Um, I don't see color. And I said, oh, but I want you to see my color. It's who I am. She didn't understand that, Um, you know, because her understanding was that, oh, I, I don't. When she says, I don't see color, she says, you know, in other words, it's like everybody is one. Well, we are one. In the physical, in the spiritual realm, but we have our uniqueness. Part of my uniqueness is that I'm a black woman, and there, and I don't want to hide that. I want when people when I walk into a room, that's what people see first. Yep. So, um, you know, we have gone through a lot here in the United States uh, this last year. Um, We have people black men have been killed. They've been murdered. Um, There's a trial going on right now. And we don't relative to George Floyd. We don't know what's going to happen with that. We don't know what's going to happen. And I was um, watching. I have been watching. I have not been watching the news a lot. But this morning I did. And I I think it was the mayor of Minnesota who's who was asked what's going to happen. Is this police officer going to be convicted? He says he doesn't know. No. He says, um, no matter what happens, we cannot deny the fact that George Floyd was killed. He was murdered. Now, those probably aren't his words, but uh, that's the flavor that I took away from it. So um, we have to, as human beings, do better. And we're each responsible. We're each responsible, whether we're black, white, um, whatever other color there is. We have to um, take responsibility for our own actions. And then for those who are not willing to take responsibility, we have to put laws in place that protect everybody.
1: Yes. I absolutely agree and it's interesting to know that we're even, it's been less than a year since George Floyd was murdered and I believe, mm-hmm. especially in my lifetime, that was the the biggest microscope on racial injustice and racial trauma ever yes. too. Um, yes. And I do believe that as a society and anybody who was open to being sorry for the phrase, woke. I know it's, it's a phrase. I don't know if people are still saying that. I don't know. Yeah, But um, it was a leap forward. And I know that because it was a leap forward for me. So I, I've shared yes. this with you. I, I said to a friend of mine who's black, when the George Floyd killing happened, I said, oh, well, I'm just hopeless. This will ever fix itself. And she said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hopeless <laughs> is a very privileged place to be. And that was the beginning of, that was the beginning of, my my uh, my learning more and I Mm -hmm. really just I really do believe that a lot of people learned more
0: Um, yes yes. and
1: and we've probably taken a step or two forward or three or four um but um there's still a lot of steps to take
0: yeah and and I don't know how how forward we've moved in the United States you know every single day a black man is killed um or several black men are killed. We don't hear about them. I remember seeing this. Um, there's a picture on Instagram of someone painting names, writing names on a on a wall on a on a building in very small letters, uh, because there were so many black men's name and women's name that had to be put up there. Mm. You know, I have three brothers who are yes. black. You know, and I. Um, have come to understand. No, I don't understand because I'm not a black man. Um, but can you imagine going out and um, being stopped by a cop and not knowing? We saw that footage of, of George Floyd. He knew, he knew what he was up against when he was um, with a police officer, and he pleaded for his life. Yes. So I think that I think that more and more people and then now we have and we've had all the protesting and everything. That's important. Thank God we have a new person in the White House who can be open and available and president and vice president. How incredible that is. There's a lot of work that has to be done. A lot of work. There's a lot of work that has to be done in terms of, just in terms of, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is loving one another. It's just not that. It's the, it's the legislation. It's the, you know, we have this, the voting rights suppression that is happening right now in this country. So we have now, you know, the Democrats are um, running the White House and the and the Congress and and, and, the, and the Congress, um, and now we have to we have to do the right thing for everybody, everybody. So you know, the, the work that we do as spiritual beings is to hold the, the high watch. That's as a practitioner, I pray. Mm-hmm. As a person who loves God, I pray, I turn within, knowing that all things are possible. And I'm not saying that just, uh, as an airy-fairy kind of a thing. I know what prayer can do. And there has there, and there each and every one of us gets to do the right thing so that all of us, each of us, can live life and live it fully, full out. So people do not have to die um, in vain. Now, I say those words, and what I said to um, Lindsay was that Khalif um, is, his life is not, was not, he did not take his life in vain. She's impacted by it. So that means that she gets to go out and protest Vote, live a life so that his life was, is, was not lived in vain. Because we know his story now, we get to rise up, each and every one of us, no matter what the color of our skin is.
1: Let me ask you, how do you make sense of the spiritual philosophy or spiritual belief That there are no mistakes. Do you believe that? Or
0: yeah, I do. You know, there's a song that we sing at Agape, There are no mistakes in God. Mm -hmm. Now, this the killings and murders of people has nothing to do with God. This is about man getting guns or practicing moves and killing other um, individuals, Um, and we have to learn from it. We get to be the beneficiaries of all this stuff that is going on. We have to make a choice. God is always being God. God is always good, always loving, always the same yesterday and, and forever. No matter what religion says, I'm talking about God from a spiritual thing. God is too pure to behold the inequities. It's man and woman who is activating and choosing this, choosing to get a gun, choosing to murder someone, choosing all of this. So um, there are no mistakes in God. That's the pure nature of God. Human beings acting in their, in their human nature, they do this. So I'm, I'm going to repeat it. God has nothing to do this to, um, to do with this. And the more that human beings um, realize God and practice the presence, this stuff gets to fade into the light. So human beings have a choice in everything, everything.
1: Yeah, I feel as if I've still got a lot of uh, a lot of understanding to make from mm-hmm. spiritual concepts fitting into um, the suffering on the planet. You know, that's all, yeah. and that's yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's the. That's the crux, you know, oftentimes, you know, you can say something so powerful or you can learn something so powerful and inspirational and, and, you know, it can be met with what about the starving people in Africa? And yeah. I've actually yeah. never, I've actually never, um, I don't think I've ever found an answer to that, which has satisfied my spiritual curiosity Because mm-hmm. we can have this fantastic life and fantastic fountain of knowledge and, you know, be in connection with some incredible, you know, master teachers who tell us that it's good and it's great and it's glorious. And I still don't know the answer to, but what about insert the blank, you know?
0: Yes. So we have instances where human beings get to step up. So that's why we have human beings who have stepped up and supplied water Um, to certain places in Africa. Um, If human beings are supplying guns, that doesn't work. So there gets to be individuals who are saying, I'm going to make a difference on this planet. I'm going to be a beneficial presence. How do they do that? By meeting people exactly where they are and teaching them how to do what needs to be done spreading the wealth, the wealth of knowledge, the wealth of unconditional love, going to those countries and working with those individuals and letting them see. And it it doesn't even have to be caught like this, but I'm sure that it is making that spiritual connection. That's what we're talking about. So there are places where God is not realized. When we have human beings who have that understanding and they go and they do the work, giving money, giving time, give, giving energy, God is realized there. That's where we can, um, where we can have a greater understanding of life and more life. That's what is needed on this planet. When we have police departments who are willing to um, train officers in a different way other than um, shooting to kill. That's how God is realized. You know, I've always thought about this. Instead of shooting someone in their heart, why not shoot them in their leg so that that leg can be repaired? And then the suffering doesn't have to go on. So I, I want you to understand how important it is for There to be someone in place that is realizing God. And that means doing things differently, doing things in a higher way. So when things go on and on and on, when we still have people doing things the same old way, what are you going to do?
1: You know, that's a question for us. How are you realizing God? That's going to be a question for me just in my everyday life life how am i realizing god today i think that's very i think that's very powerful um karen it's been a i've actually enjoyed this week um i've enjoyed this week more than others um it's definitely been for lack of a better word it's been heavier but i also like i said i i sometimes i cultivate this because you get to something that feels really satisfying to your soul and yeah, and you know, this is,
0: this is real with a small r, which means that we're dealing with humanness right now, and our responsibility as spiritual beings who are waking up is to um, is to have a practice that includes. You 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 talked about that term inclusivity. So perhaps now is a time for us to step out of our comfort zone and connect with individuals so that we can understand human human beings who who look different than we are. And at the heart of the matter is the presence of God. And as each of us realize and realize more and more and allow that loving presence to expand in and through and as our lives the world becomes a better place but we have to practice that, everybody gets to more and more and more we get to choose it so let's choose being inclusive, let's choose being loving, let's choose being a beneficial presence on the planet
1: and that is our assignment not just yes. for the week, for our lives. For our lives, yes. Yes. Until next week, Karen. Thank you for this yes. time I of transformation. I love you, I love you too. Goodbye. <laughs>